This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, and after a couple of audio hitches, welcome to the uh, second episode of the Not Another Derby County podcast. I'm joined today by my three co-hosts, Jacob. Hello. Uh, Adam. Hello. And Lawrence. Hello. And on the agenda today, we've got a couple of things. We've got a, a bit of a depressing thing to start off with, uh, the Wednesday game. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a preview on the Chorley game, and then we're going to move on to some questions. We've got a, a lot of questions, an unexpected amount of questions come in. So uh, we'll, we'll take some time to answer all of those. So, Lawrence, the Wednesday game, what did you think? Disappointing. Uh, we really should have done a lot better than we did. Um, started strong again and just didn't make the chances count. We just, yeah, we're wasteful again. And something we need to improve on a lot. Mm, I, I think I'd agree with you, to be honest. You know, the amount of chances that we created, especially in the first 30 minutes, we could have been four or five nil up. You know, Shinny takes that chance at the edge of the box. Bielik takes his chance just inside. Kazim Richards keeps it under the crossbar. And, and we've got a, a lead that I don't think they would come back from. But yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree. I think disappointment is the right word. Jacob, what did you think? Um, yeah, just a, a bit of a step back, really. It, from, from watching the game, it wasn't a bad performance. We played well, uh, dominated the first half. But there was a clear drop-off towards the end of the first half. Uh, I think the players were getting a little bit frustrated because we, we should have been ahead. Um, you know, we had the chances and we didn't take it. Unfortunately, that's been a bit of a story uh, this season. They've kept uh, knocking us back. But no, I think in reality, there are positives to take from it in terms of that we are still looking better. We are playing better football. Um, but the uh, the kind of the lack of goals is a bit of a worry, especially after a 4 0 win. You'd expect yeah. it to kick on from there. So to drop back straight away. And end up back in the relegation zone again. It's a little bit concerning. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'd agree with you to be honest. Adam, what did you think? Yeah, again, I think it was a, a positive first half. Got lots of good things happened, but chances weren't taken, were they? And second half dropped off. And it was after last week where we were taking our chances. I thought it was just a poor performance, really, in the second half, especially. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And it, I think the the way the goal went in was equally frustrating in the end. You know, to concede such a stupid goal. We had so many chances to get that ball out and it ended up coming straight back in. And yeah, somehow. It did feel like it was coming though. Because the yeah. way we were just, we just didn't put them away. You could just tell that we were going to pay for our uh, for our missed chances. It was one of those uh, typical ones, wasn't it? 
It's where you're watching the game, you're seeing all these chances go by, and then you're like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You kind of weigh yeah. in. You're looking yeah. at the watch, and it's going to, it's going to come. Uh, and then it did, and it was a poor goal. I think uh, questions could be asked of Marshall. Actually, I think I think it's quite a poor punch. Um, yeah. And then even even an attempt to save the actual uh, shot from Patterson, I think he was quite slow to react. Uh, that might be being a little bit harsh, but in reality, I think it's just a poor goal to concede. Um, but, I mean, we've seen a few of them this season. It's just a shame that uh, it was a decider, really. You know, if, we, if we'd have managed to salvage a point, it doesn't look too bad because we played well and got an away point. Um, but, no, it's a frustrating way to, to lose a game. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd agree with you, to be honest. Um, with Marshall, I think he, he was unsighted when Patterson's header came in. Um, yeah, he couldn't it. see the ball. Yeah, he couldn't see the ball when he played the header, and it's from such close range. I felt a bit of sympathy for him. But yeah, the punch, he's got to do better in that situation. But then at the same time, you know, we had, what, five, six defenders and they had one, one attacker and that one attacker's ended up scoring. So I think, I think it's something that Rooney will go through. I think it's something that he'll, he'll you know, let the defence know how he feels about it. Um, and it's one of those where we've just got to take it and move on. I think it was uh, uncharacteristic of the defence in the last four, you know, five or six games as well. Yeah. I think it's just a lapse of judgment, really. So they have been, the defence has been good. It has been good since Rini took over. Pretty impressive stats, um, you know, at the back. So I think it's just a lapse of judgment, but unfortunately it's one that's cost us in the end. Yeah. It had to be coming, didn't it? After last week, with all the goals we scored from corners, we had to concede from, well, not corner, but we had to concede from a, a header. In the box, yeah, for a piece. Yeah, it's the most derby thing ever, though, isn't it? Yeah. You go out and smash a team four nil away from home, and then you have to come up against arguably one of the worst teams. I mean, I think they said at the start of the game, wasn't it? They earned less points than any other team across 2020, so they were quite literally the worst team in the league in 2020, and we we still managed to go and throw away. A, a great chance at another three points. I think that actually took them above us in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're in the drop zone again now. It's because um, we weren't until Forest beat Preston. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. A Lewis grabbing penalty sent yeah. them on their way to three points. So um, we're in it. <laughs> so far, we're in we're in a bit of a battle, but uh, I believe we have more than enough to get out. But we, it's all good having the team and the capability, but we can't be losing to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and I think we've got a Rotherham game coming up on the 16th. Um, yeah. We have to win that. We like it's a muscle up, We have to win that. So <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, it's good. It's good regarding that as well. That you know we've got a week now before the Chorley game, and then we've got another week before that Rotherham game, and that gives us plenty of time to prepare, plenty of time to you know com- completely get the team ready. And if we do make any arrivals or, or bring any players in. That's that's a great time for them to sort of bed in. If they're coming before the Chorley game, you know, they can play that Chorley game, have a little bit of time to adapt, and then go into a league game. Or if even if they're coming after that, they've got the time to adapt to English football and you know come and train, move in, settle in. So I think I think having a, a little bit of a break now will be really good for the players. And hopefully, when it comes to that Rotherham game, we can get a, a very very useful three points. Hopefully. I mean, that leads us into the, um, the Chorley match as well, I guess, in terms of who we expect to see play. Uh, Rooney did say that he was going to take the competition seriously. It's a prestigious trophy, and obviously we know he's won it before. Um, are we wanting a strong team, or are we wanting to see the, the young lads feature? Um, I think I'd like to see Cade Gordon play, or start anyway, because we've heard a lot about him. We've not, not really seen him play that much. He's not done a lot, so I'd like to just see him. Team play to be fair. 
I don't know about anyone else. What do you guys think? I like to see I play, depending on the disciplinary, disciplinary, the disciplinary thing and all that. It'd be nice to see him play from the start. Yeah, I think, I think quite a few. Oh. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I think quite a few. Um, in reality, you've seen um, under twenty three sides in the Premier League two play against League One and two teams in the uh, EFL Trophy. Um, so in reality, we could field an under twenty three team against Chorley. It wouldn't be too unfair that you know it's not. Um, it wouldn't be ridiculous, I don't think. But then I do think it would kind of be, you know, people could argue it'd be disrespecting the cup um, or disrespecting Chorley, uh, which obviously don't want to do. But do we want to risk injuring players like? Well, I certainly don't want to see you know Bielik and mm. Jujviak and uh, Kazim Richards. I think all of those players need a break. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think we'll see Ruse. I think that's a certain. I yeah. think we'll see Ruse yeah. back in the team. I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe Harrison Solomon. Uh, Ibrahim, Ola Ibrahim. Um, you know, there's a couple of players that were involved. They were on the bench against Preston in the cup, the very, you know, the very start yeah. of the season. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a few uh, names that haven't made their debut yet, but they've been in and around the squad. So um, I think Kay Gordon will be one of them as well. I think he's uh, he's got to be on the bench again. And I'd be surprised if he doesn't feature. Yeah, I, I I think I'd agree with you to be honest. I mean, looking at Chorley as a team, the tenth in the National League North. You know, they, they seem to be, they're not a, a free-flowing goal-scoring team. They're very much a, a regimented, they work hard. They're, they're a standard sort of team that you'd expect in that sort of division. And I think it would be a massive experience for the younger players, especially players like Cade Gordon, who, you know, he's never played even for the under-23s. So it'd be a, a huge experience for him to go and play against a, a proper, proper team Um a proper ground and I think yeah I think if we blended experience with youth I think it could work bring a few players in out from a cold you know to give to Verick a game maybe George Evans a game you know players that have been on the fringes and haven't had much game time I think that this is the ideal opportunity for them to go out and show why they should play in the team but at the same time you've got to be wary of like the Southport game I think it was in 2014 2015 something like that we uh yeah, we beat them 1-0. We had to make, it got to a point where we had to make a triple sub and bring on Martin, Ward and Russell, I think it was, because we just couldn't score. Because we'd fielded so many young players and, you know, not first-team players. We just didn't have the quality to break them down. So, yeah, I, th- I think having youth players in will be a massive benefit for them, but we've got to make sure we also win the game. And who, who do you think, though, needs to play? Because I think Whitaker's in need of a game. I think he needs a confidence boost. Um, I, th- I, I personally think that Morgan Whitaker has got a lot of talent. Uh, I think he will come good eventually if he's n- uh, nurtured the correct way. Um, so I think a game against Chorley could, you know, I think it could do in the world of good playing against slightly lower opposition. Um, maybe get a bit of confidence. And then who are we look at? Maybe, no, Wagon's not back yet, is it? It's just going to be Wagon's final game of yeah. the suspension. Yeah, it is, yeah. So then who, who well, I mean, Hector Ingram, I assume. Would yeah. Be the- yeah. Um, I'd like to start. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. he played really well that Bournemouth couldn't he? he just hasn't played since at all. Yeah. It's a bit unfair, I think, really. Mm. I don't, who are we playing um, with Buchanan or Forsyth, though? I think that's a tricky one for a cup game. Yeah. Around? No, I don't know. Um, that's a shout, you know. Yeah, it could be. It's a shout. It's a great time for players like Cornell McDonald, Archie Brown. Oh yeah, Cornell so McDonald. Like, I think it's it's a little bit of a it's a little bit less of a risk playing a youth player at fullback rather than at centre back or in centre mid. I think if you play him in the wide positions, 
you know it's it's less of a risk and it gives them chance to sort of show themselves off a little bit more i think with the way it's been going as well with having youngsters put on the bench um the the likelihood is that we will see quite a few youngsters involved so i think it's going to be quite an interesting game to keep an eye on really um well, I mean, that's that's even if it goes ahead with um, we're recording this just before Boris announces what's going to happen. So, <laughs> yeah, um, could be. Hopefully, we're not wasting our time talking about the Chorley game. Uh, we'll, have to <laughs> we'll have to cut this out and put it back in uh, next time, otherwise. But, mm-hmm. um, but no, yeah, I think I think if it goes ahead, then we'll be looking at a lot of younger players on the team. I think it'd be quite an interesting game. So, what do you think the score's going to be in that Chorley game? Lawrence, you go first. I don't. It, dep- it really depends on selection, but I think mm. if he's going to go with a blend of youth and experience, I'm going to go with a three-one win to Derby County. Three-one win. Just thought I'd add as well. Uh, you've had a lot of stick on Twitter over the last few days about your uh, Wednesday prediction. I mean, what did I say? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, you said that there's no way on earth that we'll lose oh, that one. <laughs> oh. Quite a lot of people picked up on that. Oh, I forgot I said that, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> right, go on then, Adam. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think I think the same 3-1. I think we'll probably get a couple of goals early and then sit back. They'll score, then we'll come out again in the second half and score again. Jake? I think 1-0. Maybe even 0-0. I, I think... Surely, because of the, the form we're in at the moment, the occasion for Chorley will be a lot bigger than it is for yeah. us. Um, and it's, it, it just happens in the cup, doesn't it? I think I, I expect us to win. You know, I don't expect us to go and get a draw, but yeah. um, I could easily see like a 1 0, uh, you know, similar to the Southport game working out in that way. I'd be disappointed if we, if we didn't manage to get through. Um, but no, I think 1 0 or 0 0 for me would, I, I can see that happening. Yeah, I I understand everyone's answers to be honest. I think if if we didn't score a few goals, especially if we feel more of a senior team, I think it would be more concerning than anything else, you know. If we if we can't put a few past a team quite a lot of divisions below us that aren't even, you know, in form really. I mean, they've just lost 4-0. So, you know, they're not really a form team. If we can't put a few past them, it will be concerning. But yeah, I think I think it'll be more of a cagey affair than a lot of people are expecting. Yeah, I'd probably say, if I was going to say anything, I'd say 2-0. I reckon we'll get one in the first half and then maybe nick one at the end if we're push, if they're pushing for a goal. We've definitely just jinxed that as well with all of us saying. Oh, right 100%. We did this against <laughs> oh, yeah. Wednesday as well, didn't we? <laughs> I'm not going to be quite as confident in the future, I think. <laughs> right, we're going to move on to the last sort of section of the podcast and that's your questions so we've had a uh, uh, quite a ridiculous amount of questions mm. and the way we're going to do it is i'm going to ask the question and then i'm going to ask someone else of the other three to answer it or i'll ask myself okay. so first question is from mick massey or top clobber on twitter um and he said do you think that pride park should plan for safe standing obviously post covid and uh, would you change your current seat in the ground to stand there i'll give that to you jacob um i think realistically for the atmosphere it's worth it i think you know if you're in the south stand you're standing up anyway um all the you know if you add in safe standing all it's really going to do is make it safer for standards mm. it's in the name <laughs> like um so i think if uh, if derby were allowed to go ahead with that and, and could pull it off then i definitely i definitely would back it um and to be fair, yeah, I'm an East Stand season ticket holder. Yeah, me um, too. So I, I think I do quite like, I quite like the view I've got in the East Stand, but then 
I have been thinking recently about relocating to South Sam, kind of being in the action a little bit more. So obviously, I really enjoy it on the away days. So yeah, to get involved with it on the you know, create a bit of atmosphere at home and being be in that area would be good. Um, whether or not I think safe standing would be the prime choice behind me going to the South Sam, I'm not sure. Um, but I do definitely think it would contribute. I think if I was um, if I was going to move to South Sam, then. And that, that's, you know, that's if it is in the South Sand. We, we haven't said where it'd be, but um, I definitely think it'd be a factor that would make a lot of people change their mind on where they'd sit, or even if they'd renew. I think it might be quite a big thing for people if that was to be the case. Yeah, I think I think I probably agree with you, to be honest. With um, It all depends, for me, with regards to moving there, it all depends where it is. And I think I'd have to give it a little bit first just to see if it, if it actually works. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. obviously, like, I'm, I'm sure you guys are in a similar position. I've sat in the same seat for pretty much my whole life. And I think it, it takes something quite special for me to, to move yeah. from there. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good question, Mick. It's a good one. Okay, so we've got another question here uh, from Eleanor Danes on Twitter, uh, who's asked, what should our long-term ambitions be for the next five years? Do you think our depth is good enough to carry us through tough seasons? What do you think, Lawrence? Um, for the next five years, I'd probably say within the next three years, I want to aim to be promoted. And then following that, try and stay up. And um, I'd say, I don't really know if we've got the depth of the minute to get up with this squad, so we probably need to make a few sign-ins. But I'd say mm. the, the core team, like Bielik and Knight and players like that, they are important to the, the way we play, so I want to keep them. But obviously make a few extra sign-ins as well. Yeah. Any of you lads got anything to add? No, not really. I think, really, you can't really argue with that. I think the position we're in right now, um, the kind of aim is to stay up. And then long term is to probably build on, like, like Lawrence said, with the core of the team we've got at the minute, it's quite good. Uh, so if we can build around that, there's no reason why next year um, we can't push for the top six again and try and, you know, get up that way. Um, and then obviously if we did go up, then it would be about staying up. So I think... It's nice to think long term, but I think personally for me now, I'm trying to want to sustain the league this season. Um, I, I, don't, I don't want to have to go up into the championship and then up into the Premier League. I'd rather yeah. uh, make sure we stick in the league for now, but it, it's a good question there. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, you know, um, staying in, obviously this year, the, the goal is just to stay up, which, you know, before the season, no one would have predicted. Um, but I feel like we're the sort of club, once we go up, I think we'll stay there. You know, I, I think when when we eventually get to that point where we can, you know, win the league or win the playoffs, I think when we go up, we'll invest well, and I think we'll we'll end up staying up because you know we've got we've got the club size, we've got the players. I think mm-hmm. I think we've got a lot of players that are more suited to the Premier League than the Championship in some ways. Yeah, I think so, I think if we did get up, then I mean we're going to be able to attract players. We are mm, if we were, if yeah. Derby were a Premier League club, we attract players. Yeah, I mean, look at um, the facilities we've got. It's Premier League standard, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, like, I've always said, I've said for years, everything about Derby's Premier League except for the team itself. Like yeah. you know, all the, all everything about it in terms of the, the fan base, the stadium, the training facilities, the academy, everything other than the, you know the people who the want, uh, players on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so eventually we'll get there, and hopefully we'll stay there. But um, we'll see. Nice one. So we've got a question from Tom Bishop who said, who's been the biggest surprise this season and who do you reckon has had the most impact out of all the new signings this season? I'm going to give that one to Adam. I think that could be the same answer for both in Colin Kazim Richards Mm. because 
the impact he's had on you is obvious on the younger players as well. He just puts an arm on, doesn't he, after the game. Yeah. And he just talks to them over what's happened and what they've done well, what they've done wrong. I'm guessing that's what he talks about anyway. But he's been in, when he first signed, you're thinking, it's a weird signing. No one, no one was that optimistic about it. But then you look at his, he's played 34 times for Turkey and he scored two goals. There must have been something there. So it was a, it was a good signing, I think, in the end of the day, wasn't it? Yeah. He's also asked, who's been your biggest disappointment? Tavirik. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he came in, came in from Holland under Cocky. We thought, Dutch, Dutch centre back, he's going to know how Cocky wants to play. But he just hasn't, didn't, didn't hit the ground running, did he really? And he just, think, a couple of poor performances. I think with Tavirik almost, the expectation the fans had, had of him didn't help. Before he'd even kicked the ball, he was Virgil van Mike. Yeah. You, know, you know, no one had really seen anything of him. Um, so, yeah, I think the expectation kind of killed it with Tiberic, but I can't disagree with anything else. So we've got another question from Will on Twitter, who said, uh, who's the most exciting player coming through the academy who hasn't made a first-team appearance, including friendlies? We're going to be testing your uh, youth team knowledge here. I'm going to go with the journalist, Jacob. Um, I was thinking of Isaac Hutchinson. Um, mm. Minkley. Callum Minkley came into mind. Oh, yeah. Um, I've just had a brainwave, though. Uh, Barta Sibulski, Polish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, striker. It's huge, isn't he? What is six foot seven or something? Eight Dick foot the... five when you, <laughs> you see him play. Um, but no, I think he's um, playing for the under 18s and 23s. I don't think he's played for the um, first team in a friendly. I think so. I but think I, think, so. No, I think a player like him, I feel like we could utilise a big lad up top. It's not a. It's not the sort of signing we have very often at Derby. In terms yeah. of, I know we have we usually have quite a stocky lad up top. As in, we've had um, Kazim Richards now. We've had Martin. You know the hold up player sort of. Yeah. You know the kind of big bloke at the top. But to have someone with the aerial presence of Sabulski, mm. um, I think that would really benefit the team. And, and yeah. of course, you can't you can't ignore his scoring records as well. He has been playing for the uh, Poland youth sides as well. Um, so now I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, and no, I mean, we've mentioned the Chorley game doing this coming through. It'd be nice to see someone like him kind of thrown into the mix. Um, yeah. But yeah, off the top of my head, um, Sibulski would be one that I'm, I'm quite intrigued with. And I'd quite like to see him add to the uh, Polish duo we've got and have a little Polish trio in the first team. It'd be quite <laughs> interesting to see how they link up. Yeah, if he comes into the first team and has a few good games, I think we need to start asking them if they've got any mates who play football. Just bring them all in. You could get a, a whole Polish squad. I think we'd, mm-hmm. we'd end up probably winning the league with that. Maybe the Polish Wolves. Yeah, I was yeah, say that. yeah. <laughs> So we've got uh, another question. Uh, this is from Asha Flood, who's uh, put uh, all of our thoughts on certain rumours like Ince coming in and Knight being linked to a Premier League move. So we'll start off with Ince coming in. Uh, Go on then, Adam. What do you think about Tomins potentially returning to Derby? I think my opinion is a bit against the grain. When I looked at Facebook and Twitter, I, I wouldn't mind him coming back. I think he, the only place he's ever played well is Derby. Yeah. And last time we signed him, he was coming off poor, poor, well, just a poor, relatively poor career, wasn't he, at Hull and, poor Hull and Forest? Yeah. He came to Derby and rejuve, how do you say that word? Rejuve. Rejuvenated. rejuvenated his career <laughs> and now he's left and he's played for Huddersfield and Stoke and maybe it happened again I don't know yeah I think I think you're probably right um, I think some players just fit don't they yeah. I think Tomins is one of those players who just fits 
Steve McLaren. Mm. You know, every single Steve McLaren system, or all one of them, fits in. And I think if we could bring him in, have him on one side, and have Yushviak on the other side, we've suddenly got an attack that causes damage. And I, I think that's kind of what we miss. Because other than Yushviak, really, I can't think of anyone in the team who has the ability to sort of run at a player and beat a player. And I think with, with Ince coming back, it, it definitely adds to the team, in my opinion. Um, so we've got another one. So we've got Knight being linked. He's linked with what? Crystal Palace, Burnley, someone else? West Ham, yeah. Um, Lawrence, what do you think about Knight potentially leaving? And how much do you reckon he should go for? Uh, well, firstly, I really don't think he should go because I can't imagine him playing first team for them. Mm. It'd be much better served playing for us first team week in, week out. Even if he's at the foot of the championship, I think, I think it's more valuable experience for him at this age. And uh, if, I, if I was to let him go, I'd probably ask for at least eight to ten million, I'd say. Yeah. Letting Will Hughes go for five. And that was a few years ago now. And that was under, under like, underpaid. But yeah, I'd probably say about eight to ten. I'd want. Yeah, I think, I think I'd agree. Um, I think it all depends on what happens with the new owners. Because obviously the new owners at the point of recording still haven't come in. So we're still at a point of transition. I think if the new owners don't come in and a decent bid comes in, I can see them going. But if the new owners come in and really mean business, you know, they're not going to let one of their better players go for quite cheap. We'll, we'll end up demanding quite a, a hefty fee for him, as we should have with, you know, Hughes and Bogle and, you know, all, all the others. Yeah, Hendrick, yeah. all the others we've sold on the cheap over the years. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think I agree. And that sort of... Uh, leads us on to our next question with a mention of Will Hughes. You've got to choose one. So this is from DCFC LO2 said, you've got to choose one to start bench and leave in the reserves. And the three players he's given is Knight, Bielik and Will Hughes. I'll give Jake that one to, uh, to work with. Knight, Bielik and Hughes. Yep. Oof. <laughs> it's not an easy one. No, Tough. I feel my heart, my heart breaks a little bit. Whatever I do. <laughs> Yeah. Um, reserve. I'm thinking. Oh, that's really difficult. Mm. Do you know what? I think Will Hughes. You think? You're playing. I think Will Hughes. I was going to put think, Jason Knight there. I think. Right. Well, no. Are we going off right now, though? Are we going off? How they play for Derby? Derby? Or what? It's got to be. It's got to be prime Belick, prime Knight, and prime Hughes, yeah. hasn't it? Surely. Yeah. Okay, in our current squad then, I think we would miss Knight. No, we'd miss. No, I think we'd miss Knight. <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I think I'm just going to have to say something and, and hurt my own feelings either way. <laughs> um, I think, I think you have to start Bielik. I think he's like a Rolls Royce of a player. I think, you know, we don't have anyone that could do a similar job to him. Yeah. Um, then I think I'm quite I'm quite content with the midfield we've got right now. So I genuinely would I'd put Knight on the bench and I'd leave Hughesy in the reserves. And mm. that, but you know, I have to put on record. I absolutely I love Hughesy. Um, <laughs> I think he was absolutely fantastic for us. And I think you know it's a shame. I, I definitely didn't think by 2021 he'd be a championship player. Mm. I didn't think no. he'd be back in the championship. Um, I think probably the only reason really that. 
you know, you know, in, in the back of my head, it's probably not what I want to admit, but the only reason I'd put Hughes in the reserves is because he's not been at the club for as long as I've got more of an affliction towards Bielik yeah. and now, because I'm watching him more frequently. I'm watching him, you know, I've been watching him frequently in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, whereas Hughes obviously been at Watford, I've not been watching him as regularly. Um, and Knight and Bielik haven't, haven't left us yet. So, <laughs> so, uh, so not yeah. a few more weeks. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple more, yeah, oh God, that's going to be bad yeah. timing, isn't it? Yeah, and likely it's a five million. And, <laughs> but, um, so, but no, yeah, I, I think I'd have to get Bielik in the starting eleven, Knight on the bench, and Husey in the reserves. So I think for mine, I would say in the reserves, I'd put Jason Knight, purely because if I'm looking at the the best performances of all three players, I'd say Hughes's best performance and Bielik's best performances are better than Knight's best performances. So I think f- f- just short, purely for that alone, I'd I'd put Knight in reserves however I think I put Bielik as starting and I put Hughes on the bench because Bielik's just been phenomenal since he's come back I think he's genuinely I mean a lot of people have compared him with George Thorne I'd argue at the minute he looks better than George Thorne everything but shooting Mm. uh, I think you know he's got that edge and yeah Yeah, I I just think he's a brilliant player oh yeah the screamer from two (laughs) yards but yeah, no, I think that's what I'd say. What about you guys? What about you, Lawrence? Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with Bielik as well just because he's, he's not replaceable, I don't think, in this team at the minute. Yeah. Um, if he got injured again, I don't know what we'd do, really. We'd have to go like George Evans or someone there. I don't, it just wouldn't work as well. Um, and then, I don't know, because I've got so much nostalgia for Will Hughes. I watched him when I was like 13. Oh, but I, I, think, I, think I'll, I think I'll go with Hughes on the bench just because of the nostalgia for me, to be honest. And then Knight, he's a great player, but I just don't have as much affection for him. Yeah. Adam? I'm the same as Jacob. I think I don't think anyone listening to this would put, not start Bielik. I think he's too good not yeah. to start. He's a Premier League level player. Mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd, have, I'd have Knight on the bench, purely because I never really liked Will Hughes. Oh. But I, I think I, I think exactly. that was a bit. Oh, that is a big call. Nothing to do with how he played. I was just a bit younger, and I just yeah. never really appreciated him. I don't think. Yeah. I'm not denying he was a brilliant player for Derby, but I only really I got my season ticket in I think his last season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't really watch him a, a lot until his last season, and I don't think he was that as good yeah. in his last season as he was. Sixteen, seventeen. Before. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose for me after watching years of players like Lee Croft and Bob Malcolm <laughs> boss the centre of our midfield, having Hughes there was like having prime Pele played in centre mid for us. So I think <laughs> I think that might might tip it slightly in Hughes's favour. But yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. We've got another question here. Um, and that question is from Alex DCFCH. And he said, can we walk the Prem in a couple of seasons with Daddy Shake at the helm? And uh, Adam, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, of course. No, of course no. Of course not in a couple of seasons. Maybe in 10 years, like City. But no, <laughs> not at the moment. I'm confident. I'm going to say yes. Next season. Next season. When <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on, we're going to move on to uh, a comment from at Derby Mitch, who says, what positions do you think we need to improve in January and who are on your lot's shortlist? Who would you want to bring in? Um, I'm going to answer that one, actually. Um, I think... We need, more than anything, we need a goal-scoring striker. We need a winger, because I, don't, I think we only have really one natural winger. 
And I, I'd say we probably need another centre half as well. You know, now Davis is, is injured and Tverik seems to be out of the picture. That leaves us with three senior centre halves. And, you know, I, I don't think that's it's good for any team to only have three centre backs. I know we did in, in the Rowett season, didn't we? Not Rowett, um, in the Lampard season, we only had three centre halves and we just got lucky with no injuries. But, you know, it, we're walking a tightrope by doing it, especially in a relegation battle. So, yeah, that's that's what I reckon. Um, Player-wise, up front, obviously, Derson is uh, the big call. Um, he seems to be flirting with us quite a lot on social media. Out wide, I would take literally anybody who can run with the ball, um, which makes Tom Ince quite a good option. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, you also said, yeah, bring it back. <laughs> yeah, bring someone in that can create and can score goals. And centre-half, I, I don't even know. I think there's a couple of good centre-halves kicking around in League One at the minute. And I think if we took a bit of a gamble, you know, spent a few hundred thousand on one of them uh, just as a backup, um, we could even end up with a bargain like Brighton did with uh, Matt Clark. Um, so moving on to Rory's comment, he's put, uh, first he wants to shout out Adam. So uh, congratulations, Adam. He's just started writing for his first publisher. So well done, Adam. And um, what are your thoughts on Jordan Ibe? Now we're heavily linked with Ince. Could it be the end of the road for him already? What do you reckon, Lawrence, about Jordan Ibe? Um, I mean, nothing's really clear about what's going to happen, but the fact he's under investigation from the club is not attractive, is it? Yeah. And, um, and the fact there are links with um, Tom Ince as well is sort of looking... A bit worrying for him. I'm not yeah. really sure what's going to happen, but I can't really make any predictions just yet and just see what happens, really. Mm. Yeah, I think it's one of those where we've got to wait for all the facts to come out before we can really make yeah. a decision on anything like that. Um, and we've got another one from uh, Joe DCFC who says, What are your top three favorite players this season, Jacob? On the spot. Um, on the spot. I think uh, Bielek and Jusbiak straight away. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I think I can answer it really quickly. Uh, Bielek, Jude's Viak and Knight. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know how to say Jude's Viak or Jude's Viak or Jude's Viak. I don't think anyone actually knows. Yushviak. That's a guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, Camille, uh, Christian and Jason. <laughs> um, I think they, they stand out. Uh, yeah. That's my favorite player so far this season. I think uh, CKR, Colin. Um, yeah. Uh, not Colin Gibson. Uh, Colin Gibson. <laughs> Um, it's a memorable shout not memorable we're still here it's an honourable <laughs> shout um, and yeah and I think yeah no I'd leave it there I'd leave it there okay good answer good answers um, so we've got two that sort of tie in together from Leo and Elliot um, so Leo said favourite Derby goal of the last decade and then Elliot's put favourite Derby County player in the last decade so uh, I'm going to hand this one over to Adam. Who would be your favourite Derby player in the last 10 years? Johnny Russell. Johnny Russell? Johnny Russell. Yeah. I got him on the back of my shirt and I just, and he, I got a signed Johnny Russell shirt. And ever since then, I've loved him. <laughs> good answer. What would you say is goal of the decade? Russell against Forest. Yeah, I thought that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I probably agree. What do you guys say? I like that that Bryson one away at Watford as well. That was oh, a, yeah, that was a scream, scream, wasn't it? Uh, genuinely, uh, not not for the way, uh, not for the goal itself, not for the execution, but uh, Jerome against Cardiff. Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! God, the, um, the way, the awful, awful way, and uh, somehow that managed to go in. 
Um, you Sean know, Morrison. all the lead up, yeah, with Sean Morrison and Keo in the in the video and um all the Snowgate saga and it was just <laughs> being there in that moment, it was it was incredible to see. So I think that's a not necessarily the best execution of a goal we've seen, uh, but that's up there for me. Give a shout to oh, sorry. Go on, mate. Go on. Give a shout out to Martin against Forest last season after Worrell's amazing tactical foul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just agreed. hit a part of his body and went in. I know, I know. Mm. My favourite thing about that Cardiff one as well is um, the celebrations with Keo and Ledley as well. You could see what it meant to them. I remember Keo just went flying towards the east stand, did like a knee slide in front <laughs> of the east stand when Jerome scored the third. It was a, it was a very good moment. Yeah, I think, I think I'd agree with. Um, with goal of the decade. I think as player of the decade, I don't know who I'd put. We've had some good players, haven't we? If it was going to be anyone, simply because of the amount of years he played for us, uh, I'd probably say Chris Martin. I'd agree. I'd agree. Yeah. Mm. The amount of goals scored, the amount of games, you know, the amount of time we've actually spent with us between, I'm assuming yeah. between 2010 and 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I think he spent a lot of time with us, scored a lot of goals, a lot of big matches. Um, and yeah, everyone loved him. I don't think there's too many people that compare to him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, do you think, that, so this is from DCFC George, who asks, do you think we can push for promotion next season? And I think we've already sort of touched on that earlier, but uh, what do you reckon, Lawrence? Do you think we can push for promotion next season if we stay up? If we stay up, I think we can. <laughs> I make the right signings. I think we can possibly push for playoffs. I'm not sure about top two, but playoffs, fifth or sixth, I'd say, is achievable for us next season. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd agree. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can disagree with that. I think, you know, we, we've got the squad for it. If the takeover is completed, we've got the financial capability. Um, so why not? Yeah, if we stay up, then aim for And it. as long as we keep our key players like Knight and players like that. Yeah. yeah keeping hold of our core. Is yeah. Huge. Yeah, if we keep hold of, yeah, as you said, our core. You know, that core of Bielik, Knight. You know, if we can get Clark on loan again... Or as a permanent, you know, you've got David Marshall in goal. We've got a strong spine to our team now. And I think as long as we can strengthen the positions around that, we could have a, a really good team going forward into next season. And we've just got one more question, and that's from Paul Watson, who says, great show, lads. Assuming we can't get Durson due to Brexit rules, are there any other target men catching your eye? I'm going to leave that open to all of you. So mm. what, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? Um... I'm, I'm going to be honest at the moment, no. I've <laughs> um, not been scouting myself, to be fair. No, I think because we've been so heavily linked with Durson, mm. uh, Durson's been, you know, like you say, flirting essentially with us on social media mm. and Instagram, on, on every social media platform. The surprise has not hit us up on Facebook yet. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't think there's many... podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll have him on next week now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's many of it that have really caught my eye. I, I think that's it to the uh, scouts. Hopefully, that's a good thing though. If Tom Ince is, uh, if Tom Ince comes back, we can have his mum helping out. With the yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pick out more great players like Mbappe and Haaland. <laughs> <that we're laughs> unknowns. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is everything. Everything yeah. we've gone through, everything, and now we're just looking forward to the uh, Chorley game. And I think Thanks, we'll. Yeah. We'll be back after that one. Hopefully, I was going to say hopefully with three more points. I'd be surprised if we got three points from that. Hopefully, <laughs> we're in the hut for the next round. So, uh, yeah, we've all predicted a win. Hopefully, that won't come back to bite us like it did last time. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching if you're on YouTube. 
and uh, hope you have a very good week and uh, Derby win a game in the cup. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.